نستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا ومن سيئات اعمالنا من يهدي الله فلا مضله ومن يضلل فلا هادي له واشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له واشهد ان محمدا عبده ورسوله All praise is due to God. We praise Him and we seek His aid. We ask for His forgiveness and we seek refuge with Allah from the evils of ourselves and the evils of our actions. Whomever Allah guides, none can misguide them, and whoever Allah misguides, there is none that can guide Him. And I bear witness that none has the word, none has a right to be worshipped except Allah. And I bear witness that Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam is His slave and messenger. يَا أَيُّهَا الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا اتَّقُوا اللَّهَ حَقَّ تُقَاتِهِ وَلَا تَمُوتُنَّ إِلَّا وَأَنْتُمْ مُسْلِمُونَ O you who believe, fear Allah as He should be feared, and die not except in the state of Islam. وَأَشَدُوا أَنْ لَا إِلَهَ إِلَّا اللَّهُ وَحْذُهُ لَا شَرِيكَهُ وَأَشَدُوا أَنَّ مُحَمَّدًا عَبْدُهُ وَرَسُولُهُ I testify there is no one worthy of worship except Allah, alone and without partner, and that Muhammad wasallam is his slave and messenger. إِنَّ اللَّهَ وَمَنَائِكَتُهُ يُصَلُّونَ عَلَى النَّبِيهِ يَا أَيُّهَا الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا صَلُّوا عَلَيْهِ وَسَلِّمُوا تَسْلِيمًا Allah and His angels send blessings on the Prophet. O you who believe, send your blessings on him and salute him with all respect. Allahumma salli ala Sayyidina Muhammad wa ala alayhi Sayyidina Muhammad. So Ramadan Mubarak everybody. My name is Sahal uh, and my biggest claim to fame here is that I grew up in Montgomery County. So I don't know how much of a claim to fame that really is. But go MoCo. Uh, first of all, I want to thank everybody for coming. Uh, the youth and adults. But the youth specifically is the most important demographic. Um, so, you know, you guys are so valuable to our community. So whatever you guys want, please feel free to come to any of the leadership team, Brother Muhsin, um, or me, or whomever, with whatever you need or want, because the community is here to serve you guys. So thank you guys so much for coming. Um, I know, hopefully, most of us are fasting, and I know it gets hard during this time. 4.30 is my nap time at work, so... Uh, you apologize if I fall asleep right here. Uh, but, uh, you know, I know, like, at work, it's always really weird when people ask about Ramadan, and you always had to tell them, no, I can't even drink water, and their jaw drops, and they're like, not even water? Not even water. Um, and so, this idea of Ramadan really got me thinking about what is the, one of the most core messages in Islam and specifically within kind of the second chapter of the Qur'an, uh, Surah Baqarah. So a lot of you guys are familiar with Surah Baqarah. It has uh, multiple stories in it. Um, and the predominant story is about uh, the children of Israel and uh, this golden calf that they end up worshipping, which is where the term Baqarah is derived from. But I want to explore a different facet of this surah and about Islam. And it's the idea of tawbah or repentance. And I know a lot of you have probably heard the spiel on tawbah and repentance. Um, but I think when I was your age, across the ages, uh, I never really understood how powerful the 
idea of Tawbah really was in Islam. And I used to think it was very similar to other religions or other people had the same idea of forgiveness. Uh, but forgiveness and repentance in Islam, Tawbah, is radically different. And it changes the way we perceive ourselves and it changes our relationship with God. And I think the most important aspect of that is it helps us with self-care. Right? I think a lot of times we're really harsh on ourselves, especially in middle school and high school. You know, it's hard, you know, and sometimes you may, we may do the wrong thing or something and we're really hard on ourselves. And, you know, Islam teaches us that that's okay. Like when we sin, that's not the end of the world. In fact, it is why we were created. So as I go on, you'll kind of see where that comes from in Surah Baqarah. And I hope at the end, you guys realize, maybe not today and maybe not tomorrow, but sometime in your life, you might commit a sin. And at that point, you should know that it's always okay. And that's the thing you should do is to turn back to Allah. Because this will help you immensely, both mentally and spiritually. Um, so let's start with how um, Ramadan is characterized in the Quran. So in Surah Baqarah from verse 183 to 187, 183, 187, it's a whole chunk about fasting and the point of fasting, and then it goes into Ramadan and the point of Ramadan. Um, so uh, Allah says, and uh, verse 183, O you who believed, decreed upon you is fasting as it was decreed upon those before you so that you may become righteous. And the word righteous here is taqwa. And taqwa means like fearing God. And the best way I've ever heard it explained was somebody asked, um, uh, I think it was Ali who like, what is taqwa? And he said, taqwa is always being aware of God. So like every time you do something, you're just uniquely aware that God is around you. So I heard somebody say God consciousness, right? That's another word. But you, whatever you do, you're just like, oh, Allah's watching me. Um, and he kind of go, and Allah goes on to talk about fasting and Ramadan and that it's for a certain number of days and who needs to fast, who doesn't need to fast. But it's really weird. In the middle of these four verses... Verse 186 happens, and it changes the dynamic altogether. Allah says, And when my servants ask you, O Muhammad, concerning me, indeed I am near. I respond to the invocation or the asking of the person making dua when he calls upon me. So let them respond to me and believe in me that they may be rightly guided. So right there in the middle of talking about fasting and talking about Ramadan, Allah tells the Prophet, Tell people... Tell anybody who asks that I'm right here. And I'm ready to accept whatever dua they made, whatever invocation they made. Isn't that really interesting? That God chose to put that verse right in the middle of this section that's exclusively talking about fasting. And I think that there's a deep, deep link between fasting, baqwa, Ramadan, the Qur'an, and asking God for help. I think, intrinsically, when we want to achieve taqwa, we need to ask God for help, because it, God consciousness isn't something we can just do. I can't wave my hands and be God conscious. 
Maybe somebody can, but I can't. And I don't think most people can. I think the way we do this is by being, always asking God for help. And the best way to have this relationship with God is through repentance or tawbah. So, what's, does everybody know one of the, uh, uh, does everybody know the story of Adam? Does everybody know who Adam alayhi salam was? Raise your hand if you know who he was. You can raise your hand. It won't invalidate your jummah. It's all good. Alright, rock solid. Just for those of us who didn't raise their hands, uh, Adam alayhi salam was the first prophet, the first creation of a human being. And he was created in the heavens. Um, and something really interesting happens. And they, um, and it's, it's kind of written about in Surah Bakr. Uh, Allah says, O Adam, dwell ye and your wife in paradise and eat from it. Uh, but don't approach this tree lest you be among the wrongdoers. But Shaitan caused them to slip out of it. And we, uh, Allah removed them from the heavens. And we said, go down as enemies of one another, and you will have upon the earth a place of settlement and provision for a time. So basically, Adam and his wife Hela are up there in heaven, and they are told not to go near this tree. Shaitan tricks them into doing it, and they're cast out. Um, and there's a clear juxtaposition here. Juxtapose means to contrast. So like, on one side we have Adam alayhi salam, on the other side we have Shaitan. Everybody know who Shaitan is, I hope? Very good. Okay. This is the first thing parents teach their kids. This is Shaitan. Uh, but, uh, so, Shaitan, and in the Quran it said, and mentions when we said to the angels, prostrate before Adam, so they prostrated, except for Iblis, he refused and was arrogant and became the disbelievers. Right? So now, Adam and Shaitan both disobeyed God. Right? Adam wasn't supposed to go near the tree, he did. Shaitan was supposed to prostrate, which means to bow, and he didn't. Now, here's the difference. Um, uh, Allah says, Then Adam received from his Lord some words of repentance. And Adam repented, and Allah accepted his repentance. Um, and then it says, Indeed it is he, Allah, who is accepting of repentance the merciful. So, Shaitan was so arrogant, right? He just didn't want to admit that he made a mistake. On the other hand, Adam, alayhi salam, he recognized his mistake. And when he recognized it, the first revelation that God sends down, right, the first revelation on earth, is how to make tawbah, how to ask for repentance for what he did. Like, subhanAllah, just think about that. Like, that was the first dua, the first act of worship, the first everything on earth was Adam alayhi salam turning to God and asking for repentance. And what's also really interesting, and I never understood this growing up, so I'm going to fast forward you guys' life a little bit right now. I'm giving you the secrets to the castle, okay? Um, in Surah Baqarah, it says, um, the and mention, O Muhammad, when the Lord said to the angels, Indeed, I will make upon the earth an authority. So, humans. They said, Will you place upon it one who causes corruptions and sheds blood, while we declare your praise and sanctify you? And God says, Indeed, I know what you don't know. And so, what, what do the angels mean when they say this? 
The angels are well aware that humans are going to go into sin, they're going to kill each other, they're going to do all sorts of bad things. Now, you know, in our community, hopefully no one's killing each other, but, you know, we might cheat on an exam, we might lie to our parents sometimes, we might steal a cookie from the cookie jar. I have stolen many, so watch out. Uh, But the point here is, the angels knew, God knew that putting humans down on earth would cause this level of evil, per se. But he does it because the point isn't that we're not, that we're free of sin. The point is that we repent. And it's a super important lesson that keeps going on and on in Surah Bakr and the rest of the Quran. So anytime you guys are reading the Quran, just be aware that anytime God is about to punish somebody or is angry at somebody, it will always end with him saying, except for those who repent, truly Allah accepts the repentance of anybody. So, you know, I just hope that you guys know that at any time in your lives, if you ever feel like, oh man, I made such a big mistake, like, it's okay, right? It is totally okay, and inshallah, God will be there to accept our repentance whenever we open our hearts. So inshallah, I'll go through the ramifications of this, uh, this idea in the, in the second part of the khutbah. أقولك الله هذا واستغفر الله ولكم ولسائر المرسلين مسلمين فاستغفره إنه هو غفور رحيم بسم الله والحمد لله والصلاة والسلام على رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم In the name of God, exaltations be to God and peace and blessings upon the Messenger of Allah, Prophet Muhammad صلى الله عليه وسلم I counsel you to fear God in everything that you do. So let me tell you guys a story about one of my friends in high school. Now this guy was Muslim, um, but like uh, he wasn't the most practicing Muslim, and he, he ends up okay. So, like, let's just go through the story. So, our friends and I have a holiday exchange that we do. So, everybody buys presents for each other, and we all come together, and we exchange presents. Now, my friend, he didn't have money at the time, and he didn't really want to ask his parents for money. So, he was trying to figure out, how do I buy a present for somebody and without money? So, unfortunately, my friend decided to steal something from Barnes & Noble. Uh, I know, Barnes & Noble. Many of you guys don't know what that is. It is a bookstore. They still exist. Uh, but he, So he steals something from Barnes & Noble and nobody finds out about it. Over the year, my friend gets more and more religious. And he feels really bad about what he, do, what he did. But he doesn't know what to do because he doesn't want to get into trouble. right? He doesn't want to like go there and admit what he did. But he also just feels really bad about it. So finally, you know, he thinks about it a lot, and he's like, okay, I'm going to go in there. So he goes into Barnes & Noble, he goes to the cashier, and he tells the cashier, hey, six years ago, I stole this, I think he stole like some, I, I don't know what he stole, but he stole something. And it, it actually wasn't a book, uh, but 
he stole something and he, he admits it and the cashier is really puzzled. She's like, why, why are you admitting this? Right? It's been six years. And he was like, no, I just feel really bad. And you know, he explained about like, his religious motivations. And so she called the manager and the manager called the manager and they were like, this is, we've never seen this happen ever before. Nobody has ever come after stealing something and wanting to pay back. So finally, they just, you know, they, they just took the money from him, how much that, whatever thing he bought cost. Like, let's say it was 40 bucks. And he just felt so great after that. But, you know, he told me the story, and I realized how common it is. Like, in high school and in middle school, we have so many choices that we make, and a lot of times, we do things that maybe we shouldn't do. Yeah? I heard somebody say, yeah, it's okay. It's okay. It's the whole, po- it's the whole point of this could It's good. Um, but, like, what's crazy is, like, these store managers were so nice and compassionate to him. Just imagine how compassionate God is. He calls himself Ar-Rahman, Ar-Rahim, every single surah, except for one surah, uh, surah 9. But, I mean, there is a endless river of mercy waiting for all of us. And you might think, well, so what? Like, why am I making Tawbah? Why am I doing this? You know? And the point is because a lot of us stack this away in our heads that, oh, like, I'm bad, I'm evil. And there's nothing like that in Islam. There's no person that is evil. There are sins that you commit. And all the sins that you commit can be wiped away clean. You could have, you, and the best part of all of this is what does God say about people who repent? So in order to repent, you need to sin, correct? We all realize, if in order to repent, I need to sin. And what does God say? Again, Surah Baqarah, He says, Indeed, Allah loves those who are constantly repentant and loves those who purify themselves. And that's one thing that you guys have that no other religion, no other group has, is if somebody asks you, does Allah love you, or does God love me? As long as you made tawbah, right? You just, just got to do it one time. You can even do it like right now, and just get it over with. You know that God loves you, because you've made sincere tawbah. And, and that is powerful. Imagine knowing, and we should know this, that God loves you, that he will accept your repentance no matter what you do. So inshallah, I hope that we can keep this in our minds as we move forward. Because, you know, for those of us who were raised and brought up here, we know how hard middle school is, we know how hard high school is, you know, and we know of all the things that are out there that can tempt you and deviate you. But you can always go back to Allah the door is always wide open and there's no better time than Ramadan to start opening that door, to start asking God to forgive us. So, let's make dua, inshallah. O Allah, please help us become those who are repentant. O Allah, please provide us with great friends who give us good counsel. O Allah, please help the sick, the needy, the poor, the elderly. Oh Allah, please help anybody who asks for your help. Amen. 
Oh Allah, please help us those who repent often and earnestly. Oh Allah, please help those around us who are lonely or depressed. Amen. And I ask all of you to forgive me if I said anything that might have offended you or anything that's incorrect. Anything good I said came slowly from Allah. A'udhu billahi min shaitanir rajeem. Inna Allah, inna Allah ya'mulu bil'adli wa ihsan wa ita'i dil qurba wa yanha'anil fahshai wal munkari wal baghi ya'idhakum la'allakum tadhakkarun. Indeed, Allah orders justice and good conduct and giving to relatives, and he forbids immorality and bad conduct and oppression. He admonishes you so that perhaps you may be reminded. Waqim as-salah.